everybody. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. How are you, Robbie? I'm good. Okay. Good, good, I'm good, good. I'm very right. good. I had <laughs> yeah. donuts this morning. Ah. I had, okay. there's a place called the 49th Parallel coffee shop in vancouver yeah they make these donuts that are unbelievable what's homemade. the name again the what the 49th, 49th parallel. parallel okay mm-hmm. and these which is donuts... the border which yeah. is the border between the u.s and canada is the 49th parallel oh okay well that makes sense so what makes yes. these donuts so amazing i don't they're just homemade they're so like rich and delicious and mm. they they today we we got chocolate which was mm. just the richest chocolate, amazing like cake donut Ooh. Ooh. they made, and then they, and then they made a couple holiday donuts. Um, yeah, they made one that was like um, a maple old fashioned flavored donut yes. or something. So it yeah. had this oh, so good. Yeah, that really sounds... good stuff. Interesting, mm-hmm. cool donuts. Yeah, creative donuts. Very creative. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. my mouth is watering now that you've it was given a, given me the donut report. I appreciate yes. that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. How are you doing? Um, okay. I'm okay. Yeah, we had a that was a long day yesterday that we had recording. That was uh we did a lot of uh oof. interviews yeah. and uh we we jump on, you know, every month we're jumping yeah. on with our admirals to talk yeah. about um Star Trek and mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. We 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 have great discussions with our admiral patrons and uh yeah, yeah, and they go on sometimes for hours and uh, yeah. talking about star trek history or details of the show or Mm -hmm. or how you know star trek kind of um seeps into people's lives and you know and and uh catching up on all kinds of ways that star trek has been a part of people's lives so yeah that was a good conversation yesterday it was a good conversation it was a long day uh i was very tired but it was one of those things where at the end of the day when i went to sleep I couldn't sleep. I was so tired. I couldn't fall asleep. So I was sitting there rolling around, rolling around. I think I probably finally dozed off at maybe one or 2 a.m. But this is after, you know, out three hours of trying to sleep. I think it finally happened for me. You know, a lot of people use Star Trek as a sleeping pill. (laughs) And they put it on and they just <laughs> gently go to sleep. So you may want to put on some Star Trek. Well, funny enough, your... funny enough, yes. we recorded an episode yesterday when I was watching the episode. I did doze off. <laughs> I didn't tell you, you that did? idea oh. when I was watching a lot that of people episode, do that. I they use Star yes. Trek to just wind down and <laughs> yeah. fall asleep. So that'll be your sleeping pill. Yeah, that that may be what I need to do from now yes. on. Typically, yeah. I turn. Get some classic Trek in there. Just put on some (laughs) classic Trek and just. (sighs) And just doze off, right? right Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I usually listen to those singing bowls. You know, those um, Mm -hmm. when people, you know, I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Those those crystal bowls that people can Mm -hmm. play and. Those... Yeah, there's great stuff online that you can pull up to sort of relax. mm -hmm. So that usually puts me in a good position to fall asleep quickly but mm-hmm. last night it was not working so i'm gonna try some trek episodes and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh this week yes or today um the killing game part one 
so Part excited one. so excited to yeah to rewatch this and review this this is a this is a huge two-parter and mm-hmm. many times when fans are asked about what are your favorite episodes of voyager this two-parter falls in there quite a bit to be really mm-hmm. i do find that and uh i'm really really uh, stoked to to be finally reviewing this two-parter the first part of the two-parter at least yeah uh, this is gonna so, be fun mm-hmm all right. Well, good. Let's, Let's go, do, go it. do this. Yep. All right, everybody. See you soon. See ya. Okie doke. Robbie and I are back from watching The Killing Game Part One. Yes, we are. We survived. We, we survived. survived watching The Killing Game because <laughs> we could have been killed. We could have been. We could have been. So, all right. Let's start off like we always do. Here is my yes. haiku for Killing Game yes, Part sir. One. Crew on holodecks, hunted by the Herogen. Harry has a plan. That's it. Nice. Mm. I feel like you really, yeah, I feel like that was, you synopsized a lot of things in a very short amount of time. I think that was great. I tried. Let me hear your limerick. Okay, here we go. I'm pretty proud of this limerick. I feel like I'm on a roll lately. Yeah. Here we go. You really my are. limerick, poetic description in limerick form of Star Trek Voyager, mm-hmm. the Killing Game Part One. Here we go. Okay. It's Voyager in World War II. The Herogen are hunting our crew. If we break the neural link, the Herogen power will shrink. Next week, we will see what they do. Very good. Yeah. And and I'm going to say very good, Rebecca. So I use the beginning of your name and the, <laughs> the end of her name to get Rebecca. I will never tell. <laughs> you don't have to tell because I've already Teamwork explained makes it. the dream work. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I like that. That's a great limerick. And, that, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to switch back to having you and Rebecca do it because it, it is... So entertaining, and it's so good when you guys teamwork it. So you had good limericks too, dude. I don't. This know, poetry thing—it's just an opportunity to be creative. <sighs> yeah. You just stressed over the limericks too much. You stressed. I did. You just gotta loosen up when you're. Everybody it's, out there, when you're being creative, when you want yeah. those juices to flow, you just gotta loosen up. Just let it let it happen. Don't try to force. You're it. right. I was stressed. The same stress that I had before recording our Christmas episode. That's the same stress I had before every limerick. I thought, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this, but it's doable, you know, and you actually yeah. have more, you have more, um, you have more, more real estate. Yeah, you have yeah, more you real estate more to work on it. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard to, to boil something down to the essence of mm-hmm. five syllables, seven syllables and five syllables, because if you start with Voyager in the first uh, line of the haiku, Voyager, Voyager you got takes two up more. three, you got two more yeah. left. Voyager is good. or <laughs> Voyager <laughs> exactly. is bad. You know, what are you going to do? You can't, uh-huh. you can't do much with it. So, all right. Um, can we talk a little bit about the guest stars? After of we talk we about, can. yes, let's talk about written by Braga and Manoski, directed by David Livingston yes. and many guest stars on this one. Many wonderful yes. guest stars. Let's start with Danny Goldring. Yes. Danny Goldring, who plays Carr. Alpha Herogen, the main Herogen guy. The right? main Herogen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
he's 75 years old now mm-hmm. while we're recording this. Yeah. Um, he did six different Trek episodes and he played five different characters. Really? On DS, yeah. DS9, he played Leggett Kell and okay. Chief Burke in okay. different episodes. On yeah. Voyager, he was obviously in the killing game, played Karn. Mm-hmm. And on Enterprise, he was a Nausicaan captain and a Tukrit captain. Oh. So five different characters. Lots of makeup. Most Lots. of them, I think, were in, except for maybe Chief Burke mm-hmm. um, on DS9 might might have been a human form. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, he was uh, he was a, a prosthetic guy, very talented. Uh, he also was on the Kelsey Grammer series Boss. He was a recurring kind of regular on that show with Kelsey Grammer. Okay. And my favorite credit of of Danny Goldring's is he was on the soap opera. Search for Tomorrow. <laughs> Back in the late 70s and into the 80s. He I did that. about that one. <laughs> he did a okay. soap opera called Search for Tomorrow. And well, he I was doing I, soaps when you were doing soaps. Basically. When I was, yeah, yeah, maybe a little before me. Yeah. Search for Tomorrow. Back when I w- was living in New York in the 80s, there were a lot of soap operas in New York City. Oh, yeah. And Search was one of those soaps that was in a very... Um, a public place they had an old theater was their television studio it was an mm. old kind of theater on broadway on the mm. upper west side near 80th street or something okay. so you could see a big marquee and it said search for tomorrow oh, studios wow. but it looked like a theater so it was very you know publicly very visible in new york yeah. so, you know often movie studios and film studios are you wouldn't recognize it because it's a warehouse or it's something very very hard to recognize, but search yeah. for tomorrow was, I always thought that was one of the first soap studios that I saw in New York city. Cause it was yeah. so public. And I was like, Oh my gosh, they make a TV <laughs> show there. That's crazy. So they had the huge sign above the building. So everyone it was like knew a what Broadway it was. theater. It was like, I, you know I, what they do? The, ten, uh, the late show in New yeah, York. Yes, the late, yes. Yes. It was like David that. Letterman was there. Oh, okay. And there's a marquee outside and it says the late show up on the marquee. This was the same thing. It was an old New York theater that was right. now a TV studio. Right. Wow. And uh, yeah. Huh. Okay. That's funny. That's Danny Goldring. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Mark. Deacons Mark played Tarange. Ter- Tarange, yes. The Tarange, I called him the, the young, rebel. the young aggro theologian. Yes. Right, he's just, he just a little kill. bit kill, like kill, 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 kill. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Mark Deacons had did a lot of Star Trek too. He was in uh, uh, Voyager episode Axum. He played the role of Axum, and then five of twelve in Unimatrix Zero. So the Borg. Oh wow! Started okay. as a human and then was assimilated into five of twelve. He's like a Voyager regular in terms of uh, guest stars, yes. right? Okay. Yes, and and he Great. was also Tarange, obviously in mm-hmm. the Killing Game, and then he was also in the movie Star Trek Insurrection. Oh, had a role in that. So mm-hmm. Mark Deacons did a lot of uh, a lot of Trek. Mark Metcalf, the Herogen medic, who was in with uh, Picardo in the Sick Bay, um, he is known for playing Doug Niedermeyer. In the movie Animal House. No way! That's the Mark same Metcalf actor? is the same actor. Oh. Played Doug oh. Niedermeyer. Uh, he was also the master uh, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
Oh my and, God. And he's also very known for the music video, Twisted Sisters music video, We're Not Gonna Take It, where he was the abusive father. Oh, he's so the Mark, dad in that too. He's the dad in oh that. Oh my goodness. Mark wow, Metcalf, he's a celeb. He's a celeb to me. He's a I real celeb. Man, if I'd known that when we were filming, I would have taken a photo with him. I would have gone. I know. Dad gummit. But see, when you're when they're in the Hirogen makeup, you don't know who they are underneath there. No, the no clue. and the Hirogens all look kind of similar. It's that's yeah. the one criticism I'd have. Yeah. Of the Herogen mm. as, as an alien is it's hard to tell who's who. Yeah. They true. all kind of blend together. That's true. Uh, we had in a human form as a yes. evil Nazi handsome man, uh, <laughs> J. Paul Bomer. J. Did Paul you, Bomer plays did you, did, wait, stop. did you just call him an evil Nazi handsome man? <laughs> is that what yeah. you said? Okay. Yeah. Evil Nazi handsome ENHM. So he's an ENHM, yeah. evil Nazi handsome man. Okay. Yep. That was Paul. Uh, J. J. Paul, Paul Bomer. Bomer. Yeah. I think he goes by Paul, as I remember. Okay. Um, yeah. He was trained in the classical theater. And our Killing Game episode was his first uh, job in LA. It was his first ever television oh. episode. Goodness. Um, huh. And he was cast as as this Capitan. Didn't really have a name. He was just the Capitan. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out he was a big fan of the original series. Wow. And so he was thrilled to be working on our show. And, I'm going to uh, say, Robbie, I'm yeah. going to say kudos to Paul because typically, and you're probably going to agree with me on this, typically when you come straight from theater to your very first non-theater project, you're yes. so big because you're so used to playing to the back of the house that everything that you do is almost too big, you know, yeah. uh, for film. And he was really he was good. perfect. He was absolutely yeah. perfect. My goodness. Okay. I think and a lot of the actors and even the background, the mm -hmm. background actors, the extras that were, didn't have any lines yeah. as the uh, cafe patrons, the bar yeah. patrons, the Nazis, whatever. Yeah. I thought they were all really good. Like, yes, it was really fun to Agreed. watch. Agreed. Lastly, I will talk about Paul Eckstein, who plays okay. the young Herogen. He did many treks. He did on Voyager. Mm. He did Gravity, Killing Game, Prophecy, mm. and Flesh and Blood. He did oh. four. Paul Eckstein uh, did four episodes of Voyager on DS9. He did oh. two episodes. Uh, Rocks and Shoals was one episode, and Dogs of War was another. Oh. Um, I think Paul Eckstein was very good friends with either Joe Minoski or and or um brandon who else maybe brandon as well mm. i think paul was paul ended up becoming a writer a very successful writer he started with the naked oh. naked angels theater company oh he uh i think had something to do with the creation of narcos the series oh great uh, he also wrote on the dead zone with a lot of trek alumni so paul eckstein uh very successful and uh busy trek actor but also writer so what did he we play in this episode does it say? Uh, he was the young Herogen, so... Um, well, I thought Tarange was the young Herogen. Maybe there was another wasn't younger, there one young on the, Wasn't there another one that was... Uh, there's another Herogen. He's credited as young oh, Herogen. So you know, he was either he's the on guy, the street... He's the guy that interrogated me, probably, in, in uh, oh, the mess hall. Remember yeah. when I get beaten back by uh, a, a background That's Herogen right. and the other guy's like, was him. show me the communication subroutine you speak of. That that guy. Yeah. I'm thinking that's Paul. It was probably that one in, nice. the, in the mess hall. Okay. Where you were very clever and talked your way out of that. I sure was. was. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, do you know this episode was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Hairstyling? 
Well, I believe it. Look at all the 30s yes. and 40s kind of hairstyling going on. Yes. It, it, it looked amazing on uh, Torres and on Janeway and Seven. They yeah, all look seven. wonderful. Your hair looked pretty snazzy, my- too. <laughs> I liked your hair. I did. I liked it all messy. <laughs> the spider look. It was, <laughs> yeah. By the know. way, I did read about some trivia about this as oh, I was please. looking up credits. Let's hear things. it. Let's hear it. That um, when they wrote Harry's role on the bridge, yes, they were a little bit like, just put Harry on the bridge. He's the only one. Like, we can't figure out what to do with him. Let's put him on the bridge. They loved what you did, the edge that you brought to your performance so much, Yeah, at least from some of the stuff I read, that right. that is what led them to writing the episode Timeless for Harry playing the role wow. that he did that this episode, even though you didn't have a lot to do the way yeah. that you did it huh. inspired them to write timeless. Interesting. And the edgy, you know, a really edgy, you know, uh, go getter yeah. Harry Kim. Right. And it's just a lesson to me of like, sometimes, you know, we always think, Oh, we want to be doing more in our lives. Mm-hmm. We want to have more of the bigger mm-hmm. house or whatever. Yeah. The bigger thing, the better job, the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But this was just a great lesson when I read that. I was like, it's just a reminder, like make the best of what you got. And that's yeah. going to lead to the to the other thing. Like just be in the moment, do 100% with what you got right now and it'll pay off. Like it's going to get noticed and it'll pay off. Yeah, because so. I talked about this earlier with you about how the other two-parter, which was Future's End, part one and two, which... Yeah. Interestingly enough, was also a Brandon Braga <laughs> yeah. written episode, right? Um, yep. And then this two-parter, I really did feel like the backup running back on the bench. I was like, okay, you know, you're going to put me, you're not going to let me come down to earth and in, in uh, Future's End and hang out in, in uh, you know, in Santa Monica, like mm-hmm. you guys got to do and wear modern, cool well, they were cool clothes then. They're not cool clothes. Yes. Now. <laughs> no, they were they're dad jeans. <laughs> they're now. dad jeans now, exactly. But then and then I, it happened again on this one. And I, I kept thinking, man, I keep getting relegated to the bench. And I guess this one performance from what you read pushed me in, uh, to give me uh, was able to get me that one uh choice role on the hundredth yeah. episode of Timeless. So yeah, these were from interviews go. with like Minoski and Brandon Braga, Joe Minoski yeah. and Brandon Braga that both said the same thing that yeah. That seeing what you did, even though it wasn't a lot of screen time, yeah, made them yeah. think, oh, Harry Kim can play a different way than we imagined before. Yeah, I was really, um, you know, for me, when I read the script, I was thinking, okay, so this thing has been going on, or or these, this Herogen takeover has happened for, it's been more than two weeks now, right? So yeah. Harry has just been overworked and and beaten and hit, you know, constantly to do mm-hmm. the Herogen's bidding. And so the very first scene that you see Harry, uh, and he's working on that one open uh, console there, um, I really wanted to just to give off the, the, um, the notion that he was exhausted, just exhausted yeah. and just at his, at the, at the wits end. And he couldn't, you know, he just couldn't mm-hmm. even process any information and and so i i tried my best to to really mm-hmm. give my all to yeah. this role well you yeah. did paid yeah, off thank you i appreciate it paid off all right man okay so we start with janeway uh as a klingon yes and i didn't know it was janeway <laughs> at first i was like who is that it was real tight and she was was yeah. right in the middle of a fight I, scene yeah but then the voice i was like wait a minute that's kate Turns out Kate yep. can fight pretty good. It well, looked like she did her own stunts, I, except for the one fall. Yeah. 
I'm going to say, I'm going to say my notes here are, I'm very impressed with Kate Mulgrew. She really stepped up her game. Okay. Here she's clearly doing her own stunts. Yeah. And she looked very athletic. And so I was she quite really impressed. Did. I was quite impressed. She really took on the persona of a Klingon warrior. So mm-hmm. I was happy. But she's fighting. And yeah, great fight sequence. Yeah. And it looks like she's kind of defeated these Klingons or right. at least held her own for the moment. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this Herogen pops in. Yeah. And you're like, what the heck is going on here? Mm. Janeway's a Klingon. What's happening? Right. There's a Herogen. And then yeah. he stabs her. Yeah. And she falls down dying. Mm-hmm. What a what a flashy opening. I was like, yeah. what the yeah. heck is happening? Yes. Uh, we go to sick bay mm-hmm. and there's this alpha Herogen car. But before uh, we go to sick bay, sorry, there is an yeah. exterior space shot of Voyager mm-hmm. flanked by Herogen vessels. Right. So That's we true. do have that to show that Voyager is now just you know, under the control surrounded, of the yes, surrounded under control. by multiple mm-hmm. Herogen vessels. And I do think yep. that I do feel that budget wise, they were only able to put in four or five Herogen vessels, but in reality, there should have been 20 or 30 of them. Yeah. Okay. Malt, yeah. I mean, lot, a lot more Herogen yeah. vessels. Yeah. That you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's clear from that space shot that, that uh, Voyager is, has been captured. Yes. You know, Yep. Okay, so now we go to sick bay, mm-hmm. and the Alpha Herogen's there. Janeway's on the bed, on the bio bed, and she's being treated by this Herogen medic. Yeah. Uh, that she got when she got injured in as a Klingon in this holographic uh, holodeck fight, and we learn that she is going to survive. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Carr says, "Well, check the neural interface, make sure it's stable." And so they sort of scan something that we assume is under her skin or you know, something in there. And he says, yes, uh, it's stable. And we realize that this neural interface is making her believe, they say, whatever they program it. So they actually believe that this holographic program is real. They don't, you know, Janeway doesn't know that she's Janeway. Right. Seven doesn't know that she's seven. None of us know. There's no awareness that that you're part of the Starfleet crew. You think you are a character in the holodeck program. Exactly. And this little detail, although it's critical for the story to work, Mm -hmm. is part of my criticism of this episode as well. Okay. All right. Let me like from a sci-fi standpoint, and I'll and I'll and I'll set this up now, and then we can talk about it as we go through. Sure. But when you start watching an episode of Voyager where none of the characters are playing the, their normal characters. Ah, okay. They're playing a different character. Mm-hmm. And so all of the relationships and um, values and investment that we have in them as characters isn't as effective because they're not even aware of it. They're playing some other fake character that I have no idea. I'm not invested in. And I wish that this, this, sci-fi idea of this neural interface i wish they'd gotten rid of it earlier i wish we had seen our people understanding who they were much much earlier in the story because i think i would have been along for the ride more it was a beautifully produced episode it was a intelligently conceived episode but from a heart place from like a oh i'm invested in janeway's story or seven's story or tuvok's story or balana's story or Tom or Chakotay, the people that were in these, I wasn't, it was hard for me to take that leap into, into uh, emotionally connecting with the story because they didn't know who they were. 
Okay. That's my criticism. That's my, that's my fundamental <laughs> well, as we go through, I'll I, tell you. I hear yeah. you. Now I'm on the, I'm on the diametrically opposite end of this <laughs> scale yeah. with you because I loved the fact that all these characters were playing other characters. I loved seeing Janeway as Klingon speaking Klingon. I loved Torres later, especially that one part where she kind of faints in front of the German headquarters and she has to speak German to the German Mm -hmm. guard. This is kind of stuff that for me, it was an adventure. This was, this was storytelling at its best for me. I loved seeing these other characters. I did not care that they had no awareness of who they were. I thought that was a wonderful way to a wonderful technique or a wonderful um, tool that Brandon and Joe used so that mm-hmm. the, that the characters could play these other characters to the fullest ability, right? So for me, I'm okay with it. I actually liked it. I- yeah, and I get, I get, like again, intellectually, I I like the idea at this point mm-hmm. in our story. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. They don't know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. True. But as we as it went on and on and on, I wish that they had somehow realized who they were. They could have kept pretending to be these characters. They could have. Yeah. They would still have the same situation in in the game. Okay. They would have to blow up the Nazi headquarters. They would have to do all the things that they do. But, but yet they would have been aware. Okay, but didn't you like the fact that even though they don't know who they are, they, each character's innermost, you know, um, values like even if came they're not out. Conscious, they, they, they still, they're still popped kind of out behaving. because because Tuvok was still being lo- logical, right? And Neelix was still giving Tuvok crap about why are you so logical, even though they don't know that they are who they I are. Liked it. I, I like just... that interweaving of each character slowly coming out a little bit when they were playing the other characters. I thought that was so cool. I thought it was interesting, but again, I feel Mm. like it's an interesting idea that went on way too long for me Okay, because it lost, I lost my investment. Like if they had fundamentally at their core been similar to their characters and started having this awareness of like, you know, this doesn't feel something about something's weird. Yeah. I would have been more interested if they had just had a little bit of like a crack in their awareness of why am I doing this? And wait, you know, something's off or I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, you know, let us agree to disagree. On Let's say, yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, so then Alpha Herogen tells mm-hmm. the Herogen medic to bring Janeway to holodeck. One, there is a conflict mm-hmm. that took place on, on her planet, which should be stimulating, which is what the Alpha Herogen tells the medic. And we go to Holodeck One, where we see Seven singing. She's got that 40s hairstyle going on. She's dressed to the nines. She's dressed to the seven of nines. And (laughs) Tuvok is the bartender. Kate is playing the role of Katrin, where she is the owner of the La Cour mm-hmm. de Lyon, which is a bar mm-hmm. slash restaurant, dinner, supper club, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And her moniker to everyone is the first round is on the house as long as you leave the war outside. And mm-hmm. she's saying that to everyone. And you see the whole, you know, the whole establishment is filled with with patrons. And a lot of them are wearing German uniforms, officer uniforms, and they're watching. Yep. And so you now you know this is French. Um, this is occupied France. France. Yeah, sorry, this is, yeah, this is German occupied France. We mm-hmm. realize that. 
And Duvok alerts Janeway that the new commandant has arrived, which is the Alpha Herogen. She sends him a bottle of the Chateau Latour. And I love how Tuvok goes, the 29, and Kate goes, or Katrin goes, I hate to waste good wine. Give him the 36. So she gives him the crappier <laughs> version of the Chateau Latour. And Jerry finishes singing and is grabbed by the young Herogen Tarange, who says mm-hmm. he wants her to sing more. She refuses and asks him to let go of her arm. And he then gets up and says that he will hunt her down and adorn his ship with her bones, at which yes. point Alpha Herogen gets up and says, look, sit down. There's, sit down. The there's no, there's yeah, no there's ships, no, there's in, no this ships in this game. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Don't okay? bring up the ship. No, thing. don't bring that up. You're going to confuse the, 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 gonna the confuse locals. You're going to confuse these zombies that we've programmed right. so they don't know who they are. Yeah. Right. And we don't really uh, know. Yeah. And now we know there's a name assigned to Seven of Nine, uh, Mademoiselle, Mademoiselle Leneuf. Is what she oh, said. Oh, that's or, right. Or Deneuve, Deneuve and Leneuve, one of the two. Um, it will be glad to sing more after she freshens up, is what Katrin tells the yes. Alpha Herogen. Janeway says, mm-hmm. Yeah, go freshen up. She'll be yeah. glad to sing more. Yeah. I just want to add right here this, this, this is so funny to me to watch Jerry Ryan playing a member of the French resistance because Jerry Ryan, Jerry's maiden name is uh, Zimmerman. And in the German language, you would say Zimmermann. And so she is a product of a German father and a German mother. She is 100% German. In Jerry Ryan's childhood home, she told me, on the walls were pictures of relatives in the U.S. Army during World War II and relatives that were in the German Army on the wall. So she had both of these photos on the wall of relatives that served in both on both sides, which I thought was very, very interesting. So it's got to be... Confusing. Yeah. yeah, a little confusing yeah. for sure. Yeah. So Seven goes off to freshen up. I noticed in this moment that Kate was looking up really high and the what? Herogen were when the angle on the Herogen. And I remembered back to when we introduced the Herogen and there and it, we had tiny Ron who was seven mm. foot two or whatever. Mm. And I was like, oh, they're going back to the super tall Herogen. But then as Janeway talks to them, you realize, no, they're standing on a platform and they came down yeah. and when they, and then she sat next to the, <laughs> to the, you know, car or whatever. And she's the same size. Like they've abandoned yeah. the whole you seven know. foot Herogen. These are but all for the- a moment. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> the Herogen are going to be seven feet tall again, but they weren't. Were, they were just normal size. Were you looking for Tony Todd? Were you looking around? Was, Where's Tony? Where's around. Tony? Where is no. Tony Todd? Nowhere no. to be Tall found. Tall Tony was, was nowhere wrong. to be found. No, this, no. these are all regular size Herogen. Yeah. Um, so the bar, a little bit later, Janeway tells Seven to make a trip to the countryside to purchase an oscillator. Seven wants to purchase is- explosives instead. She says that this is not a priority. We need explosives more than an oscillator. And the same tension that we have on Voyager between Janeway and Seven is now has now creeped mm-hmm. into this holodeck program, even though they're not even aware of who they are. And again, this is why I love this episode because it, you can see the same the same stuff that that you have seen already up to this point that's going on between Janeway and Seven is happening here between Katrin and Mademoiselle, Mademoiselle Leneuf. So, but let me let is, me ask you, like yes. in the Captain Proton down the road in the Captain Proton holiday, we were able to play characters, but yet have an awareness that we were playing characters. Yeah. So both our Star Trek persona and the character in the holodeck we were playing 
could come out together. Yeah. I don't know why we couldn't, because you do point out it's a similar dynamic. So why couldn't we have found, I, I know it would take away a major plot point that, that we're trying to figure out how to yeah. let the people know that they're just in a game. Uh, and that doesn't happen till the end of the episode. But yeah. I, I just think, like I said, I think that if there had been some awareness that they knew they were in a game, right, and we're still trying to solve it, I think. But if they know that they're in the game, they're going to they're going to rebel and they're going to ruin the whole program. You know, it's all about the neural interface was put placed on all the Starfleet personnel because they need the Herogen needed them to be part of the simulation. And yeah. if they didn't do that, then Janeway would have gotten together with Tuvok and said, okay, what are our plans to overtake the Herogen? Let's do this. And it would have been, a, it just would have been this firefight between the Herogen and the, and the Starfleet yeah. personnel. And I, I feel that that's the whole reason why they have the neural interfaces and it was important. And at the same time, you know, the stakes are high. All the safety protocols are off. There's no safety protocol on. So if any of the, yeah. any of the, any of the weapons end up, hitting somebody's you know skull brain into their brain something. they're done right so that's yeah. the end of that's and that's yeah. the end game so i felt that's like true. it was necessary to have this and and without the awareness but the good thing is by the end of this episode uh, at least one person or two people have awareness it's seven yeah. in janeway so and then we have a whole nother episode to deal with and i, I and i do I do see your point when I see it clearly, but it's I, a tricky this, one. I, I, I think yeah. for me, just because I really did struggle with being invested in this episode, which mm -hmm. surprised me because yeah. my memory of making it was how much fun it was. Yeah. And I know yeah. the fans love it and I'm probably yeah. in the minority here, mm -hmm. but the flaw to me as I watched it was yeah. I missed our regular characters having an awareness of their relationships. Like it just kept me from, it kept me from feeling like, oh, I'm watching people I know and relationships I know. I was like, okay, okay. all okay. right, get your memory back. I know you're going to get your memory back. So just get it back so we can okay. see the people we know. Well, anyway. just, just like you gave me advice to relax a little bit and have fun to do the limericks. I'm going to say to you, it. relax yeah. and have a little fun while watching boys. Okay. Just <laughs> okay. go with it. I'm going right, to go, go with it from it. now on. Just go with okay. it. Okay, so now after uh, Janeway orders Seven to do what she's, you know, ordered to do, mm -hmm. get the oscillator, Seven walks mm -hmm. away. Tuvok then expresses his concern over Seven's actions, which has put their identities at risk. They are members of the French Resistance, which, is, which is you know punishable by death or torture. They're going to be tortured if they're found out. So Janeway tells Tuvok that Seven should be followed, just to see if their munitions expert is a Nazi infiltrator mm -hmm. and then we uh, yes. jump up to the, the next scene we're in the town the town square and, oh by the way that was robbie that wasn't um i was wrong that was not warner brothers that was universal correct yes the this town? is universal yes, this universal. is universal My, yes european street correct and correct. and i've shot here on other shows a yes. bunch and yes. i have to just from the start say david livingston and marvin rush did a phenomenal job of using every inch of that back lot yeah. and the art department and dressing it and the mm -hmm. background and everybody. It is not easy to shoot on that back lot. I've directed back there a number mm -hmm. of times, different mm -hmm. shows. Yeah. And it's hard to, uh, it's hard to take advantage of the scale and the scope of that place. Cause you got to have lights, you got to have, right. It's, it's just challenging. And yeah. they did a phenomenal job in yeah. this episode of, yeah. of, filming that back lot. It did a yeah. beautiful job. So. Yeah. And I realized that immediately when I, 
when I saw the the town square, I was like, wait a minute, that is not Warner Brothers like I thought it was. Yeah. It is clearly Universal. But you're right. Yeah. They did an amazing job. It looked one, yeah. it looked fabulous. Really, really looked good. And and Neelix is riding his bike through the French village. So they've got a camera in front of him. <laughs> and I gotta say, Ethan Phillips did a great job of controlling that bicycle. The speed and, and everything. Riding yes. along with the camera. It's not easy for actors no. to do. No. Because you've got to kind of, he's probably going much slower than you would naturally go. Correct. So that he can keep the movement smooth. And he's yeah. stopping gently, not suddenly. Um, that was a challenging shot for Ethan to, you know, collaborate with the camera team on, on whatever whether they were on a cart or whatever they, however they put the camera. I have a question for you. Is that street yeah. a fake cobblestone street? Because he's I not really bumping. He's not bumping up and down as he rides and neither is the camera. Right. So. Well, the I'm camera, they could have stayed, they could have stabilized with the steady cam or some kind correct. of stabilizer on yeah. whatever tool, if they were using, yeah. uh, you know, a golf cart or. Yeah whatever kind of thing they put the camera on. But mm -hmm. I think there are cobblestones up there, but not through the whole, not through the whole thing. Lot. Right. Okay. Just parts of it. Have yeah. Cause I don't remember him bumping around. A yeah. I don't around, either. So, okay. I, he almost ran into a, a fruit cart or something. <laughs> he, I saw in that take. Yeah, he was yeah, like, Whoa, little, he, kind of dodged yeah, around. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it was great. I, yes, I thought it was. it was really, really good. Yeah. He did a good and job. Neelix gets stopped and questioned and then ultimately released. Uh, well, they yeah, break. and he they they break the bread to see if there's anything in there. He dumps out he the wine, dumps out his wine, there, he looks right? in the bottle. Nothing. Like, are you are you yeah. trying to, you know, smuggle anything mm -hmm. past us? And mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, but he gets by. Yeah, and then we go in to discover Balana, who is now called Brigitte. Uh, she is listening to a radio broadcast from. Correct. But they're in, they're back in Le Coeur de Lyon, the uh, bar yes. slash supper club during the daytime yep. now. Right. And yep. she's listening to this British weather forecast on the radio. Yes. <laughs> a lot of numbers in it. You know, it's mm. 47 degrees and then yeah. here, you know, a lot of numbers. So you're like, yeah. hmm, something, this message will repeat in yes. 45 seconds. Exactly. So you're like something. And then, and then she it? hears someone coming in and she changes the, the station real quick to like music or something. Yep. And then it's Neelix right. coming in. And so they go back to the radio thing. And you right. realize Neelix is smuggling something. It's on the label. The wine of label. The bottle. How and he smart. peels it off carefully. And on the back is a code for yes. this week so that they can use that it's a code master key. code, it's a code key, a code key yeah. that they can use that to get the message off this radio broadcast that yeah. keeps repeating. Yeah. So very clever. I think I, I did hear that Joe Minoski, when he lived in Europe for quite a few years, yeah, he was deeply immersed in the details of World War II. Really? Because it was European. I need to histories. talk to Minoski then, because this is yeah. the, this is we have we have that in common. I you know I talked about my love of World War II era he, stories. Yeah. He tried to get a World War II story because he had been so immersed in it. He pitched mm. a bunch of them, and never they never quite fit. Until this, until this I love idea, it. So. I love it, and yeah. and it's just ingenious that the code keys in the back of the wine label. I didn't expect that, right? So this and is I bet a, a lot. A lot of this detail came from Minoski, mm -hmm. and he, he said he would just watch television, you know, all night long with yeah. documentaries and yeah. history, and just got really wrapped up in it. Oh yeah. And this is the point where Neelix razzes Tuvok about being so logical, right? So yeah, this is yeah, yeah. this is this is why I loved it. It was like even though they don't know who they are, still their true essence is still coming out. The secret yeah. message: the American Fourth Infantry is to invade Saint Clair 
Tuesday at dawn, requiring assistance from the French resistance to disable enemy communications. So we learned that um, this is what, you know, the, the U.S. troops are going to do. And Torres is the one. So your lady suggests that a plan needs to be hatched where she visits her mm-hmm. special friend at the German headquarters. She does. And we also see that she is pregnant. And yes. this is at the point where Roxanne Dawson was pregnant in real yeah. life. Yeah. We had been hiding that yeah. uh, on the ship yeah. every episode. It was yeah. not easy to do. But they wrote it into this episode that she could Un- just yes. be pregnant. Another reason why I love this episode. They wrote in her pregnant belly. Come on, yes, man. There's so many yeah. cool little ter- twists and turns, it was Robbie. Cool. Come on. It was cool. Okay. It's cool. All right. It's cool. All right. I'm with you. She's outside the German headquarters. As she's walking up, two local ladies spit at her because they know that she's in a relationship with the SS officer. And mm-hmm. she stumbles at the entrance, pretending to faint a little bit. She's assisted by a German guard who, who then asks her what's wrong in German. And she says, I have to come and see, you know, uh, Capitan. Mm-hmm. And she speaks a little German there, which I was so excited to hear. I'm like, yes, very good. And mm-hmm. so this was, you know, I wrote down great use of her real life pregnancy is what I yeah. wrote down. Right. Yeah. Um, and then this whole scene inside the German headquarters with Alpha Herogen slash commandant slash colonel speaking with the SS captain, Capitan. Paul Capitan, yeah. It, it's just, it's it's crazy. Just t- talking about the master race and talking about their destiny and how they deserve, the German people deserve all of Europe. And it, it was just, oh, I was, I was getting goosebumps during this whole thing. Yeah. And then Alpha Herogen kind of challenges him and says, and warns him to not underestimate the enemy or slash mm-hmm. prey. Right. And he's confused because he's just a holiday character. He has no clue what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then Torres enters. And this is when we discover what her name is, because we don't know her name until this point, because um, Capitan yells out Brigitte. And, uh, you know, she's she's there to see him. Um, Mm -hmm. Alpha Herogen excuses himself. And then she sort of makes note of the communication station that is in the room there. Yes, yeah, she's the radio man. Yeah, she's pretending to she's be interested at in the, the art and yeah. all these beautiful things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. she does notice she catches the radio man and sees yeah. that there. You know, a reconnaissance mission and and uh, well written and well strategized. I, I enjoyed that scene. We go back on the back on the street and mm-hmm. Taranj is there and he's just getting really impatient. He, yes, he wants to hunt. He's tired of waiting. He's learned enough about this prey. He wants a fight. He clocks Neelix uh, again on the street and pulls out his gun and shoots Neelix, shoots at Neelix. Right. And this starts a gunfight. Seven shows up. She pulls out a pistol. She fires back. They they retreat. There's this whole chase sequence that was wonderful where uh, they're shooting. um, And it's interesting. I was watching this and, and remembering back when we did this, there were a lot of guns on the set. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of period weapons. And there was a weapons. lot of uh, gunfire that was live blanks. Right. Because when Tuvok was firing his um, automatic rifle, mm-hmm. you could see the mu- muzzle flashes coming out of it sporadically. And oh, that yeah. happens with live mm-hmm. blank mm-hmm. Um, ammunition. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, boy, I wonder how different things would be these days because having that many weapons on set is mm-hmm. just, you know, the safety of it all, Oh yeah, as we all know, is a big deal these days. And I Definitely. think we probably would have had a lot more if we did it now, 
we'd have a lot more, you know, plastic replicas and things like that. We'd probably be putting in muzzle flashes in post-production as mm-hmm. vis effects and things like that. But mm-hmm. I do remember some of these scenes, there was a lot of live gunfire. We had blanks, we had earplugs in all of mm-hmm. that. So before Taranj opens fire on Neelix, he does say the wonderful line, avoid the cranium. <laughs> Which oh, I yes, love. That's right. Yeah. It's because I can't, if, if you're, if you don't avoid the cranium, then you're going to lose all the prey. You, you need to keep the prey um, alive, right? Yeah. Um, so after they're shot, they, uh, Taranj and his fellow Herogen walk over to the inert bodies of Seven and Neelix and says, uh, let's take them to the medical bay. So they are yeah. then taken to the medical bay. Mm-hmm. And we are now in sick bay and the doctor is there. He's complaining about the treatment of the crew. And we learn that the Herogen have been on Voyager for the past three weeks. So this is the first time we get a time, um, any any semblance of time. So we know it's been three weeks now that they have mm-hmm. taken over Voyager. Uh, the Alpha Herogen arrives and the Herogen medic is the one that informs the Alpha Herogen that Tarange or Tarange, maybe maybe I'm giving it a soft day by mistake, Tarange caused severe injuries to Seven and Neelix. And the doctor tells the Alpha Herogen that he should engage the safety protocols on the holodecks for not only for the safety of, of the Starfleet crew members, but of the Herogen hunters. And the Alpha Herogen says, no, no, because this is going to eliminate the challenge. There'll be no, no more challenge if we do that. Neelix is sent to Holodeck 2 to become a Klingon, while Seven is returned mm-hmm. to Holodeck 1 because Alpha Herogen likes her voice. And we also learn in this, the doctor is really cracking here. He's, he's, he says at one point, he says, they, you know, this has been three weeks of, the, of this hunt hunting, and many people have been stabbed, shot, beaten, phasered, and batlift, he says. Mm-hmm. And he says, there's even been one fatality that even though they're not trying to kill them, yeah, someone has died. Yeah. And we don't know who, and some unnamed crew member has died, but yeah. we know that there's been, he says, weeks of blood sport. Which and raises the stakes, you know, that one line alone. Now we know one crew member yeah. is dead because of this, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And Harry is working on the panel <laughs> and he is beat up. He is, he is got grease on his face and his hair's hanging down he's bruised as well he's, he's been bruised he's, he's been hit a couple of times already and, yeah yeah <laughs> um the alpha herogen asked for a progress report kim has expanded the holodex by five thousand square meters which is that's no small amount of space that's a lot of that's pretty big but yeah. the alpha herogen wants more he's like that's not enough i i need more and uh, you know this conversation goes back and forth kim says well i can't give you any more and he says well, why not? But use because that energy. Yeah. Primary systems are going to be compromising. Well, they compromise them. So he doesn't, Alpha Herogen doesn't care. He wants to turn the entire ship into a Herogen training facility, basically. Mm-hmm. A Herogen hunting ground facility is what he wants, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. So then we jump over to the corridor. Kim is, 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 do you remember the name of that background actor? David that Anderson. Actor? Is that David? David. That's uh, David Anderson. Right, yeah. right, right, right. That's David. Yes. And I looked nice this guy. up because I, I was like, David. David Anderson. Yeah, I looked it up. This uh, crew member is called Ashmore. I guess there's a name. I don't know if we ever said it oh. or if it's just sort of developed okay. in, in Star Trek fandom. Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. But David so- Anderson shows up a lot. He was a stand-in on our show. Yeah. Shows I, I- up a lot as a background artist. And in, and and he's got a name from somewhere. I have uh, no clue. Up. 
I had no Ruben Ashmore. Yeah. yeah. I, I just remember he was, he was a cool guy. You know, I, I got along with very him. cool guy. Yeah. So yeah. Kim and Ashmore are working on hollow emitters in the corridor and Kim gets uh, Ashmore to request a type three isolinear emitter from engineering as a distraction from the one Hirogen guard that's standing there with that massive disruptor rifle that he's holding. So he goes away with uh, the Hirogen and Kim then transfers the doctor into the corridor. The doctor fizzes in and the doctor is like, what's going on? And Kim says, I have a plan, a half a plan. That's what I have to retake the ship. Um, we have to get the crew back by disabling the neural interfaces. So Kim has basically found a way to tap into the sickbay diagnostic console, but there is a catch. And before he can say that there's a catch, the Herogen returns. So Kim quickly acts like there's, he says, okay, just stay right there. I just have to do one more thing around the corner. And he transfers the doctor's program to the, around the corner. The doctor fizzes back in and the doctor asks, what's the catch? And he says, well, somebody has to be inside the holodeck to engage the bridge control relays. Just, I don't know who that could be. And the doctor says, well, we do have a Borg, so why don't we use her? And then we leave, we jump out of that scene. Yeah. So it's Harry's plan. This is Harry's idea to with the doctor and seven yeah. of nine yeah. uh, kind of a teamwork situation there to start disengaging these neural trans these neural transmitters. So uh, then we go into the ready room and Carr is telling Tarange that he's been studying Voyager's database, um, looking for another simulation after this world war II simulation. Mm -hmm. And I noticed in the ready room that it was completely redecorated with all kinds of bones. weapons yeah. and bones <laughs> yeah. and netting. And yeah. it's like, it's now a Herogen, it's a Herogen ship. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I love that line there. Are, when he's, when he's looking for another simulation, there are many to choose from. These people have a violent history, which really yes. is so true. I mean, we, we've had a very violent history. And then he believes that he's found a worthy prey, a Borg, to, and they want to yes. recreate the battle uh, Wolf 359. Mm -hmm. But then he says, if you continue to, to disobey me, this is the one hunt that you will never see. So he threatens Taraj. He says, listen, you know, you, your, your lust for the kill has blinded you like many young hunters. And the issue is, their way of life has been the same way of life for 1,000 years. And Alpha Herogen truly believes, I mean, he is a visionary. When it comes to Herogen, yeah. he's a visionary. He's very progressive. And he says, species that do not change die. These mm -hmm. holodecks will allow us to hold on to our past while we face the future. So again, you know, I just- What well, came down to in his argument, he said, because we've been driven by the hunt, yeah. and hunting as isolated individuals mm -hmm. that we've scattered throughout the galaxy. Yeah. And we need to come back together or we're going to, we're going to cease to be right. And our right. culture has is, is been so scattered. We're spread too thin. We need to come back together and rebuild our society and our, and our Herogen way of life yeah. and, and evolve. You're absolutely yeah. right. So the holodecks are the key yeah. to holding on to this past and coming back together. Which adds, are, yeah, yeah. Which for me, it adds a whole nother layer because it's not just about Herogen hunting prey and and you know injuring or killing or you know somewhat killing them and then they're being revived and being thrown back in there. It's not just it's not just that. There's also this layer of the 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 lead Herogen trying to adapt technology to help save mm -hmm. his species. Mm -hmm. You know, so then then you start to feel a little bit okay. Hmm. 
these guys are there's they're more than what they they seem to be you know that you you start to yeah, root it's more you start to cheer a little it's more complicated endless right. animals yeah but you start yeah. to cheer for the herogen a little bit you start to feel for the herogens like oh wow they could be you have some sympathy for sure yeah there's some sympathy for that's sure. the word i'm looking yeah. for yeah so we go to sick bay and seven's waking up the doctor's yeah. working on her mm-hmm. and the doctor's like what do you remember what's the last thing you remember and she says well, i remember the herogen boarding the ship and i was in a gunfight and that's kind of it. That's all she remembers. She doesn't remember any of this holodeck simulation. Simulation. No. The neural transmitters have been blocking all of that, so she doesn't know what's going on. And the doctor no. fills her in. And the way he fills her in is the classic Star Trek Voyager way, where you stand two inches from someone's face and you get into a real tight shot that's awkward that no human <laughs> being would ever do, and you whisper. Because that is so close. That, yes, but he does that from every angle possible. He's like, I'm going to do it from he here. He goes from around her the one chin, side. Then I'm going to go for the back of her head. And then I'm going to go to the other side of her face. It's right. It was, it was like, that part was comical to me. I was like, really? It went on a little too yeah, long. Come on, I, I did have a criticism here yeah. of like, I think the director should have had him pretending to do some work and then going down and whispering yeah. something and then yeah. going and doing some more work and coming back. Yes. It, it felt yes. like if you're trying to be sneaky, you, yeah. you wouldn't you go to... down there and for no. two or three minutes no. stand right next to someone's you're, ear. You're totally right. whispering. You must add some business. You must add some business for the doctor yeah. in between, you know, every three lines. Cause there's so much information being thrown out there. Like you learn that, that one line where he says, you should see what a mess you were after the crusades. So now you know that they actually oh, were yeah. in the crusades, um, <laughs> which is mind blowing to just imagine the entire Voyager crew as part of the crusades and in, in, mm-hmm. in a simulation where they're getting hacked at with battle axes and swords and broadswords, right? So yeah. boy, it, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's been a, a busy couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> It's been, it's been a busy, a busy couple, couple of weeks. weeks. Exactly. He's uh, implanted a jamming signal into her neural transmitter. Seven's mission, according to the doctor, is she must find a control panel inside the holodeck and engage the bridge access relays, which will then enable Harry and the doctor to disable all the neural interfaces so that Janeway and the crew can mount a resistance against the Herogen. So we're utilizing, or the doctor is us- utilizing a Borg, one of Seven's Borg implants. Yes. Um, it's remodulated and that will emit the jamming signal. And really the, the jamming signal will activate once she returns to the holodeck and she will be the first yes. one who is aware of who she is, you know, after yep. she's returned to the holodeck. So we see, and of course the next scene is her in the French bar. She's singing with her lovely singing voice. And in mid song, her neural interface is deactivated. Clicks on, exactly. And she's like, uh, and she, she doesn't know the rest of the goes, lyrics. Yeah. She says, I must discontinue must this discontinue activity. activity. I am yeah. not well. <laughs> so funny. I must discontinue this activity. activity. I'm yeah, not, well. not well. <laughs> I love it. And the Alpha Herogen says, well, I thought she was in a, uh, I'm only here to hear the singing, so I'm going to leave. And Janeway is like, wait, 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 because she wants to get more information for the French resistance. So she walks over to Seven and says, you need to keep singing. And Seven's like, she's no. like, I don't, I don't care if you're dying. Get yeah, back out. I, don't care, oh, I mean, this, this the snappiness <laughs> between Janeway and Seven is just yeah. classic Janeway Seven. You know, it's coming out. Yes. And uh, Janeway is not taking no for an answer, but Seven is also not going to do it. Tuvok then comes over and they talk about their suspicions regarding Seven and her yeah. recent behavior. She's probably a spy. We got to be careful. Um, and that's when we flash over to the U.S. base camp and we finally see at the base camp. 
Chakotay yes. and Tom Paris. They finally yes. make a debut in this episode. And there you were walking in to talk to your, your Captain Miller. My I Captain, think is what, yeah. yeah. What's your name in this episode? Do you know your, uh, I don't remember your holodeck name. You don't remember? I don't, Are you I don't, Bobby, Bobby? Oh, you're Bobby, but do you have a last name? You got to have a last I name don't know. too. Bobby, okay. just Bobby. <laughs> Just Bobby. I can just see you with your name tag. Bobby. That's it. Well, um, do you Bobby? That's funny. You you're just Bobby. So the, the the plans, you know, they're they're going through the plans, they're talking about um the fact that uh there's they're no word in the morning the and there's yeah. yeah, there's no word from the resistance yeah. in St. Clair. Yeah. Um, and uh and so Chicote says, Don't count them in. No, no, and that's Paris not Chicote. Like, it was Paris that says that, right? He says, Don't count them out. Yes. Paris, Paris says, says don't I was count. there yeah, yeah, when that's I was, right. That's right. Don't I, count I know them. them. You know, yeah. yeah. Chicote is like, don't count them in. We haven't heard anything. And, and Paris had been there when he was young, mm-hmm. had met a girl and gotten to know the people. And he yeah. goes, don't, I know these people. Yeah. They're good people. Don't count them out. That's right. You um, spent a summer there when you were 18. Yeah. He says, yeah. And Chicote is like, tell me about this uh, visit when you were 18. And, yeah. And uh, Paris says her name was Brigitte. Great gams. <laughs> one hell of a temper. <laughs> see it's the yes. characters the character traits are still there even though you don't know who you are and then he great says gams. sounds like your kind of a girl after you say great gams one hell of a temper sounds like yeah. your kind of girl and then yes. you tell the exact day and time when you left your train left knew the august, minute august yeah. 29th 1936 bobby, bobby knew the minute he 12, said 17 to PM. yes yeah <laughs> You guys wrote, you guys were writing for three years and then the war broke out and then no more communication. No, no more, more communication Brigitte. stopped. No. She, Brigitte owes him a letter. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I got to say, when I saw you and Chakotay, you and Beltran in yeah. the World War II American GI uniform, I was so envious of both of you oh. because I told you I love this I part of history. And then I started thinking while I was watching it, I was like wondering maybe Joe and Brandon felt, uh, I don't know if we should have Harry, you know, Garrett Wong, an Asian American in American World War II garb. But I don't know if you know this, Robbie, the most yeah. highly decorated American military combat unit is the 442 Regimental Combat Combat Team. This is an American infantry yeah. unit during World War II that was comprised of 99.9% Japanese Americans with yeah. one Korean American in there. They're the most wow. highly decorated. Yet you don't see a lot of movies about these guys. You know, you yeah. see movies about the Tuskegee Airmen, the all black airmen, you know, and they're wonderful. They did a lot of good things. But still to this day the all Asian American combat unit is the most yeah. highly decorated. And really there should be a movie, Harry, there should, should be have, a movie. There should be, they should could, have done a holodeck with Harry Kim leading oh the four, four, two. Yes. I could do a whole uh, deep dive Delta flyers, deep dive on the four, four, two and the five twenty five two two, which is the all Japanese American artillery unit, the MIS, the military intelligence service, which are the, um, Japanese Americans who broke the Japanese military code, which then wow. caused the Americans to win in the Pacific. Because without wow. that, Yamamoto, Admiral Yamamoto was kicking the Americans' butts in the Pacific. Right. So it was the Japanese Americans that were crucial to the American win in the Pacific, as well wow. as the American win in the European campaign with the 442. So mm-hmm. once again, this can be a whole deep dive. 
So uh, we're back in the bar. Yeah, we're back and in the bar. Uh, they're making their plan for disabling the communications mm-hmm. in the in the headquarters in town in in advance of the uh, American invasion in yes. the morning, and yes. they're going to plant a bomb because Seven was a munitions expert, right? In this uh, holodeck story, mm-hmm. and um, and Janeway says, you know, we can't have any more mistakes. Seven says there will be any more mistakes promise yeah and she says that after she catches seven you remember that she catches seven and she says uh you didn't connect the detonator (laughs) this isn't gonna do anything if you don't have the detonator connected but of course seven as seven of nine doesn't know (laughs) what the detonator is right she's She's like uh, she's not she is not uh mademoiselle mademoiselle she is just seven of nine okay so now we're in the mess hall and Harry is is in the mess hall working on another open panel when the doctor yep. it comes in. Uh, Harry brings him in, transports him in over there with his with the hollow emitters that are in the uh, mess hall, and they start strategizing about what they're going to do. But then mm-hmm. they are interrupted by two Herogen who um, once they come in quickly, the doctor fritzes out. They ask why Harry is there. Harry says, I'm trying to get the replicators back online because the mm-hmm. food that we're eating, you know, is substandard. We need to eat better food. And uh, don't you want better food? Blah, blah, blah. And then the Herogen says an unauthorized transmission was sent from this room. And Harry's like, oh boy, I've been caught. Uh-oh. Yeah. So then he has to sort of tap dance a little bit. And he says, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I must have by mistake tripped a communication subroutine. It's my fault. You know, my bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll take care of it. That I'll be out accident. of here. That was no an accident. Oh, I'll be out of here. And that's when the other Herogen blocks his way and says, nope, nope I want to see. Nope. Show me Show exactly. Me. Show me what you show were me doing. What you were doing exactly what you were doing when this happened. And Harry's like, you know, I don't need to show you. I'm I'm late for I'm late for getting to the bridge. I gotta go. And that's when the the second Herogen takes his gun and smacks Harry in the in the nose and knocks him back. And I've always felt that they should have put they should have had blood just gushing out of my nose, like they broke my mm. nose. That would have been more you know, effective, mm-hmm. but, but mm-hmm. Being, being a family show, I think they stayed away from massive amounts of blood. Right. Um, yeah. So Harry sort of says, okay, okay. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll do what you, uh, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll show you, but mm-hmm. you're the one that has to tell your superior that I am going to be late. And then this, this line, this sort of, yes. it's a game of chicken is what it is. Right. Yeah. And he uses, yeah, you tell your boss that yeah, I'm going to be yeah. late. So you Harry take really, the blame for yeah, this. You take the blame, which you could, be killed for this basically right so i think harry really had to think very smart uh, move. yeah he had to think under pressure he had to maintain his cool it was a smart move on harry's part and that gets him off the hook thinking mm-hmm. fast on his he was thinking fast on his feet or i should say thinking fast on his bum because he was on his butt when he made that <laughs> decision to say that so he thought fast on his bum and he was able to get out of the situation and i and i do remember making the conscious choice to kind of like shove that one Herogen that knocked me on the ground out of the way when I walked past. Oh, and I yeah. thought I would get in trouble. I thought, I thought Livingston was going to say, no, Garrett, you can't do that. But he let me do it. I'm like, okay, good. You know, because I, I'm still <laughs> a little bit like, Oh, you know, you, you got, you knocked me on the ground. I'm going to push you a little bit, you know, which is kind of dangerous because that guy could sure. usually kind of, you know, yeah. knock me upside the head again, yeah. but he didn't. And David Livingston um, kept that in. He didn't, he didn't yep. push it out. Were you okay with yeah. that? Or did you, did that bother you? That no, it didn't bother me at all. Okay. No, I thought it was good. I think it's okay, part okay. of the, 
the kind of edgier Harry that inspired yeah. them, like I said, for Timeless. It's all yeah, those little things. There you things. go. That yeah. decision kind of helped me out, right? So now we go back to the streets. We go back into the streets and we see a spotlight coming from the roofs. The Germans are, you know, scanning the streets. Mm-hmm. They're kind of empty streets. Yeah. Big shots I wrote down, though. Very impressive. Yeah. Big, you know, beautiful. Um, yeah. Shots, and we go inside the headquarters, and we see the radio man is working away. Mm-hmm. And the door opens, and in comes Janeway and Seven, and uh, the radio man. Janeway knocks the radio man out. I thought again, good stunts from Kate. Yeah. Um, and uh, Seven starts working on this panel, and uh, Janeway's looking at the message that the radio man was working on. She puts the headset on. Right. She puts the headset on and is listening and looking at the messages, what he's been writing. Yeah. And that gives seven a chance to move some books out of the way and go to trip this interface that she was asked to do. And um, that sends a a, a warning signal that Mm -hmm. Harry hears on the bridge. Yeah. He sees that the access uh, relays have been uh, enabled. Right. Mm -hmm. And And he lets the doctor know. Yes, he does let the doctor know, and we mm-hmm. see the doctor working on his controls, and then all of a sudden, the neural interface on Janeway uh, is disabled, and he, the doctor is then grabbed by the Herogen. Uh, but before this happens, Janeway notices that Seven is working on the console, so yeah, she thinks, she's very she suspicious. Thinks, she, yeah, she thinks she's, she's sending a, a message, right, yeah. to the Germans. And she draws she her pulled, uh, side She arm. pulls her gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Has she her got, gun on seven. She's ready to she's, kill seven. She's, she's, she's about to shoot. She's about to shoot her. When, yeah. the, when the doctor disables this neural interface. And then in she the wakes nick up. Of time. She's like, yeah. wait a minute. What's seven? going on? Seven? Captain. <laughs> just, and, and see, this is great because at this point, everyone who's a fan of Voyager is like, oh, Captain Janeway's herself again. You know, so... The moment has finally happened. The moment that you were lobbying for, the moment for 30 I've minutes been earlier. Waiting for. Yeah, it's finally happened. Yes. Finally. Yes. Um, yes. I do have a question for you. So you did, did you guys do a night shoot or did they shoot day for night? What, what was? Oh, no, that was, that was, was a night time. shoot. It was a night oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which we didn't normally do those kind of things. That was very no. rare for us. No, but there is a way um, to shoot daytime and make it night uh, as well, too. You could, right? but yeah. I, yeah, they shot night for sure. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty, pretty sure. Right. And so while this is disconnected, we do jump over to the Klingon simulation with Neelix, which is this, again, this is another reason why I love this episode, because in the middle of, they're about to engage the other Klingons in battle, right? They're standing on that precipice. And then Neelix goes, he's like, oh, I need to go hunt that Targ, which is kind of like a a wild boar, you know? Right. and then even the Alpha Herogen goes, in the midst of battle, of coming battle, and he goes, there is no enemy as great as hunger. And, he, and because this is Neelix, the cook exactly. on Voyager. So this is Neelix coming through, which again, yeah. I love this. I love this. So the Alpha yes. orders Janeway to be removed from the simulation because he gets the, the message from the other Herogen that mm-hmm. the doctor has disabled Janeway's neural interface. And then we go to the town square, and that's where we see two Herogen hunters have now breached the simulation they're in full armor they have their their phaser rifles and tuvok sees them and just unloads all that That's submachine his, gun yeah yeah must, i gotta tell you right now tim russ must have had a blast <laughs> doing this i mean just just letting it go i mean he's just you know spraying oh, these yeah. hunters with these bullets 
Um, yeah. yeah, we learned that there's 13 other Herogen hunters on this holodeck simulation. Tuvok is then joined by Captain Miller. I don't see Bobby with Captain Miller at this point. Are you no, somewhere Bobby's near? No, Bobby's not there because Bobby's going to... Bobby's going to show up in. Oh, that's right. Excuse me. You're in another. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So Captain Miller is with the fifth Mm -hmm. armored infantry. We find out Chakotay Mm -hmm. then calls in the artillery unit to help out Charlie one. And that's when we jump back to the bridge and the alpha Herogen comes in and uh, basically shoves Harry against the wall. Mm -hmm. And I remember filming this that hurt. That was not comfortable. (laughs) Oh my God. Cause we had to do multiple, you know, you know, Livingston, David Livingston does typically, I don't know, 20 takes, eight to 20 takes when you're only supposed to do one to three. So getting shoved into a hard wall over and over again was not fun. But then he says like, how did you circumvent uh, our control? And Harry says, go to hell. So maybe even that was what got me the uh, timeless uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) episode, Mm -hmm. that little uh, uh, rebellious Harry right there. Um, Now we jump to the bar. We're back to the bar and Torres is in there and she's kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, she's nervous. She's concerned. She grabs a weapon and around the corner, two people, we can't tell who they are and coming around the corner, Bobby. Yeah. It's Paris. Paris Paris pulls a gun. gun. Balana's got a gun They're They're in a standoff moment. Yes. And she goes, Bobby. Yeah. And he goes, you owe me a postcard. Look at this writing, man. Look at this writing. This is great writing. You That's owe fun. me a postcard. Okay. Another line, which made me love this episode. Bobby, you owe me a postcard. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. Um, All right. German headquarters. Uh, Janeway yes. can't access the ship systems, but then she realizes, well, wait a minute. The Americans are here. They're going to be targeting the headquarters of the Germans. Uh-oh. So this place is going to blow up yeah, any blow up. second. Yeah. And they nice go shot. on the run. Yeah. And out comes Seven and Janeway running away from the building as the Huge building explosion. explodes behind Huge. them. By the way, yeah. that was a model. So they shot them against the blue screen or green mm-hmm. screen. Yep. And then they sh- photographed, they built a model yep. of the building right. and blew it up. Yeah. It was a, a super a scale, cool action. A small scale model. Yeah, of a small the building, scale model. Basically. Correct. Yep. But it looked great. It looked great. It I looked really it. cool. Very cool. Big explosion. And it blows uh, up because the safety uh, things were off, you know, whatever. Uh, it blew up some of the hollow emitters because yeah, the safety yeah. protocols are turned off. So, uh, yeah. you know, bullets will hurt people and explosions will hurt the hollow emitters, which they do. Yeah, because and, uh, it's the Alpha Herogen that asked Harry what happened. He says a simulated explosion to Holodeck 1, which then blew out the hologrid across three decks. So three decks have just been kind of, you know, um, blown, blown into. Yeah. And explosion. Yeah. yeah and, and Alpha says, is the program still running? And Harry says, yes, it is still running. And he mm-hmm. asks him to shut it down. He's like, I need you to shut down the hollow emitters. And Harry says, no, I can't do this because the program controls are offline. And Harry says, uh, great. He line. Says, yeah. You wanted a war. Looks like you've got one. Uh, and, oh, and before that, that other line uh, with Tuvok and Chicote. Tuvok says, what is it? And Chicote goes, looks like a bunker. Some kind of secret Nazi compound. And yes, so he's, still, exactly. he's still in They're character. Still a, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you start to, if you start to think about if you're a 19, you know, in your 30s and 40s and you see that image of the decks exposed, you're, you don't, you have no clue Bizarre. what that could be. No, you're like, what is no this? Clue. Yeah. No yeah. clue. Not at all. Oh my gosh. And that's I'm where so, we go off our cliffhanger. Part one is done. It's done. See you it's, next week. It's done. And we got to wait till next week. We got to wait till next week. But I loved 
this I know you episode. Do. I'm gonna give this a from one to ten. I'm gonna give this a I give it a nine. I give it wow. a nine. and you are going to give it lower. I know this. So because of your your uh you know issues. I think <laughs> just because it was hard for me to fully engage and commit okay with these characters for such a long time. It's All like the right. last five minutes I finally was like, okay, now I'm in. Now they're starting. <laughs> now, now they're I'm starting. In. Now I was a hundred percent by the last five minutes, but before that I kept thinking, come on, come on people. So I'm going to give this a 7.5. Oh, okay. That's because it was really well done. Okay. Really well done. Yeah. The, the, this is, this is the, a big undertaking with all yes, the props the production, and all the guns the producing and all the, yes, of all this, the costumes, the, war, the wardrobe, the sets, the shots in the, in the, the back lot, you yeah. know, uh, French town, it, it was a beautifully and and it's like a feature singing. film. We had this a could have been a feature songs. film. It really could have yeah. been. Yeah. You know, just a but lot of elements. That one element of our characters not not knowing who they are, not playing yeah. themselves for yeah. so long takes it down to a 7.5 for me. See, because you hung on to that too tightly. You gotta let go of that, Robbie. Gotta let it go. Just let go. Just let, let it go. go. That's all. That's all. What's your what's theme? Your theme? Ah, no, what's your theme? I'm going to ask what's you your theme, theme first. Yeah, okay. I know. I, need to hear, I want to hear yours first. My theme is, I wrote down, never underestimate your enemies or you will certainly be defeated. That was Carr's advice. Oh. He was like, don't underestimate your, en- your prey or they will kill you. They will turn the tables. And so I feel like that's the theme for me is. They underestimated Harry on the bridge and the doctor and yeah. they underestimated the Voyager crew and we're starting to get a, a leg up. So, well, I think the theme is Neelix's famous words. There is no enemy as great as hunger. I mean, that was <laughs> messing with you. That That's a not, good thing. That's <laughs> not the theme. I, I I think it's more from Alpha Herogen's speech to Taranj when yeah. he's talking about, you know, you, you need to... Um, you need to embrace change. You need to be able to embrace change. Mm-hmm. Otherwise there will be no progress and you will be stagnant and you will quote unquote die or you will cease to exist. Right. So, and that's always something that human beings are always so afraid mm-hmm. of is change. Like, Oh my goodness, we, we have to do it the old way. Well, who says you got to do it the old way, the old people, mm-hmm. the people that are not even around anymore. I mean, come on, you know, just mm-hmm. realize mm-hmm. that you need to be open-minded and embrace change and especially Mm -hmm. with how technology has has affected us in the last Mm -hmm. few decades it's you remember the day when nobody had a cell phone okay you and i both were were alive when no one had a cell phone so when you don't embrace change and when when you don't embrace technology you end up getting left behind that's good i like that okay i like it Excellent. Well, that was fun. And I am on the edge of my seat for part two next week. So (laughs) now that everybody's starting to know who the heck they are (laughs) now, I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready for it, man. Oh, I'm so bummed that you, oh, I wish I'm, I'm, I'm still in though. I'm still in. I know it just, I'm just, I'm bummed. I just thought you'd be more excited about this. Episode. Don't be bummed. I'm, okay. I am. I'm very excited. Okay. I'm very right. excited to see you next week for okay, sure. Good. Good. All right. Very excited. So next week um, we will be reviewing killing game part two. Uh, I didn't even have yes, to look that will. one up. I already knew what that was going to be. The next. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining Robbie and I, and for all the Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Thanks everybody. Thanks everybody. Bye.